Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. Our reading this morning is the closing scene of Voltaire's famous work, Candide. Pangloss used now and then to say to Candide, There is a concatenation of all events in the best of possible worlds. For, in short, had you not been kicked out of a fine castle for the love of Miss Cunigand, had you not been put into the Inquisition, had you not traveled over America on foot, had you not run the baron through the body, and had you not lost all your sheep which you brought from the good country of El Dorado, you would not have been here to eat preserved citron and pistachio nuts. Excellently observed, answered Candide. But let us cultivate our garden. The end. <clears throat> I went down to my grandparents' house on the Cape for a couple days last week. My aunt and uncle were there, and after the sheer intensity of the last few weeks, a change of scenery felt like a needed respite, even if I spent half the time working on my computer. See, this past week was the first time I felt like I really, truly had no juice left for planning another service. And so... When Henry and I finally arrived and settled in, my uncle, who's a ceramic artist with a passion for show tunes, told me he had something for me. As is his custom, he dropped this one-liner without preamble or explanation, but full of flourish and meaningful eye contact. Now, it's time to tend the garden. And then he waited to see what I did. I've learned over my life that what my uncle says should nearly always be understood as metaphor or even a riddle and rarely be taken at face value. Thankfully, he circled back and explained that it was the closing line of the book Candide, a story about a string of absurd and unfortunate events which ends with two friends eating pistachios and reflecting on how all the dominoes had landed them in that beautiful moment together. And after it all, it was time to tend the garden, to do some planting and rooting. A garden is hopeful, my uncle said with wide-eyed emphasis to make sure I was taking note. And fittingly, the first week of June is, turns out, National Garden Week. And my aunt was outside raking oak leaves and clearing old branches, ripping out giant yuccas to make sure the other plants had room to breathe. And over the course of the two days, my uncle kept asking me if I liked my gift, reminding me about the absurdities and the gardening. So I looked up the closing scene to Candide, the portion that I just read, and it did feel like it encapsulated the last year better than anything else I was finding. Because part of making meaning out of what we've been through, part of distilling what we've learned, is first acknowledging that it's been a really wild ride. And then I had to look up the word concatenation. I'd never heard it before reading this passage. And turns out it means that things are working together in a series, a chain of events leading from one thing to the next, a sort of Rube Goldberg machine of events. 
And we could easily drive into the everything happens for a reason ditch and get lost in all the rubble of positivity gone wrong. So let's keep our eyes on the road with this metaphor. Because this chain of events resulted in our being in this place in this time is very different than all of those miserable things were for, for our good. The thing that's important here is where we ascribe power. In redemptive suffering theology, which is very bad and very dangerous, we have what doesn't kill you makes you stronger thinking. Meaning, bad things exist to purify you and thus are secretly good and you should be thankful for them. And hopefully it's clear that I am very much not on board with this type of theology. It is very dangerous and very harmful. And yet, it is true that we can develop something called post-traumatic wisdom in which we, in our own empowered resilience and struggle, come to make meaning out of the difficult experiences of our lives. And I do think that this is something to be celebrated, a sort of phoenix out of the ashes effect in which we honor a person's resilience and effort without ever saying that trauma or violence is a good thing. And I appreciate this closing scene in Candine because the list of events feels absurd to a degree that might feel, shall we say, familiar after the last two years of pandemic life. And now here we are, gathering in ways that we could not have imagined even a year ago. There is so much we've learned, so many ways that the upheaval of pandemic life has helped us to get clearer together about what we value, why we do things, and how to be together in community. So I want to pause here for some sharing together about the things that we're grateful to have happened over the last year, the things that we've learned navigating this jagged path. Amidst all the struggle, let's name the good that we've made along the way. I'm going to pause here. We're not including this in the in the podcast recording, um, but the congregation shared stories about things that they're grateful for um, that have come out of the last year. So now let's orient ourselves to what comes next. The final line, is, I think, is just as important as acknowledging the litany of unfortunate events that preceded it and all the good that we found along the way. Candide ends by saying, excellently observed, but let us cultivate our garden. See, we need nourishment for the journey. We need wells of resilience to be able to digest impossible times. We need not forget to be creative or tend to our faith in the future, our faith that life will keep bursting forth. So I want to invite you to think about how you will tend your garden this summer. Maybe you will literally tend to garden. <laughs> that is a good and beautiful thing. Maybe it's time to pick up your clarinet or let yourself or your kids get really, really bored. I, for one, am taking an eight-week painting class on Monday nights. You might remember that at the beginning of May, I preached on creative living and admitted that I've wanted to take a painting class for years, but haven't. And then two weeks or so ago, one of my colleagues posted on Facebook about local places that teach art classes. 
So I did some poking around and found an intro to oil painting class that had exactly one spot left. So I registered on an impulse knowing that I needed to fill my own well if I'm going to have anything to give in my ministry and my living. So yesterday I met my mom at an art supply store in Providence and she deciphered my supply list with me, explaining colors and emollients, paintbrush shapes and canvases. So I am now fully stocked and ready to cultivate my own garden. Because it has been a long year, one in which we adapted and changed course, imagined new possibilities and set new programs into motion learned so much about each other and practiced living out a shared vision in circumstances we never imagined. And here we are, maybe not eating lemons and pistachios, but gathered near and far, singing and caring for each other as best we can. And that's a remarkable thing. And now it's time as we head towards the end of the church year to cultivate our garden to slow down and see what grows, to lean into the good, to fill our spirits with creativity and beauty and possibility. We have learned so much this year. And now, let us cultivate our garden. Amen and blessed be. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW, or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.